0: Second hour of the Richard Carey Show, and he has been kind enough to allow me to steal one of his shows, so we could bring Steve in. And I'm very thankful to him. He'll be back next week. And and don't forget, folks. In order to do this, we need your support. We uh, we don't take. Uh, we try not to take any kind of commercial advertising money. Uh, we depend mainly on listeners' support. So. Uh, We could really use your help constantly because the bills don't stop coming in. They have to be paid every month. So whatever you can do to help us, and if you can do it on a consistent basis, maybe set up something where you can donate a set amount every month and you know automatic um, automatic payment it would sure make michael and julie's life a lot easier knowing that they can uh, plan on uh, being able to pay bills every month on a consistent basis if you can send us something you can send us a you can call into the uh, support line which is 800-724-2719. If you press button number three, you will be uh, connected directly to Julie, who will be happy to take your information and uh, any donation that you could afford to uh, provide us. If you want to mail us something, you can mail us a check, a money order, um, any, or if you want to send cash, make sure you wrap it up in tinfoil or something so that uh, nobody can see through it, and send it to RBN. Two two five one double Creek Drive, Suite three zero two, Round Rock, Texas seven eight six six four. And if you didn't have time to write that down, you can check us at uh, check out all that information out at republicbroadcasting.org. org. Uh, um, archives of these shows will be available uh, shortly after the show is over at republicbroadcasting archives.org so if you missed uh, you know missed some of the show you had to do something and you missed part of this go down pull the uh, pull the show down send it to your friends send it to family members maybe you can get them uh, to open their eyeballs and see what's going on and we were go- we're going to start taking calls 512 248 We've got a few people lined up already. If you're one of those people that doesn't have uh, free long distance, you're on an old landline, a copper telephone line, uh, you can call us on our toll-free number, 800-313-9443. And, you know, if if at all possible, if you have free free phone service, please use the 512 to help keep the the, uh, 800 number bill down because they charge us by the minute. All right. Well, Steve, um, it's uh, the first hour went went, uh, pretty quick. So I think you pretty much got a lot of information out for everybody to chew on a little bit. And we have some callers. Would you like to uh, talk to a couple of them? Okay. All right. Well, we have Jill in Missouri. Uh, Jill, are you there?
1: I am here. Thank you. Welcome,
0: welcome, so, uh, Davis. Yes, uh, Steve is here with us.
1: Yes, thank you. So, Steve, uh, in April of 2019, I bought what is recorded as being 74 acres in Dent County, Missouri. Um, my annual tax at that time was 27 dollars. I built a storage building for household goods until I could get a house built on this land. And every year since I have bought this property, I have been taxed for residential and agricultural use. When I questioned my tax assessor about this. She said, because of the building I put on the property, they were charging me residential use. And because my property was more than 5 acres she said according to Missouri state law it was considered to be agricultural and when i went to look up the codes the tax codes for the state of Missouri i discovered that as far as agricultural use was concerned the code said after the assessor has established that The property is indeed being used for agriculture. Then you can tax it. And I have not been able to find any statute that says anything over five acres is considered to be agriculture in Missouri, and I still don't live on this property because I haven't found any men of integrity to build a house for me, but I'm being taxed. So last Tuesday, I went to my assessor. I asked her to show me the signed returns that were uh, used for taxing my property. So she says, well, I don't tax your property. That is the tax collector's job. And so I went down the hall to see the tax collector, and the tax collector couldn't give me an answer, and she walked me back down the hall to the assessor. So the assessor says that that's uh, – that. They're, well, she didn't produce <laughs> any um, signed returns and uh, – I understand that they're using code 137, but I still haven't gotten any satisfaction as to whether or not I should be paying tax on this property, especially since I haven't lived on it or done anything agriculturally.
2: Okay. um, are, are 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 you a taxpayer?
1: Well, according to what you said earlier, a taxpayer is a legal entity doing business with a license. I would have to say no.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. And is the property being used for some taxable privileges?
1: No, it is not.
2: Then it has no business being on the tax rolls. That means they're misclassifying the property. They're falsifying their assessment rolls. They're creating fictitious obligations and false securities and simulating legal process. Uh, that's how we handle it and go into federal court. The civil rights suits, I found that the easiest to get the average guy down the street's head wrapped around, even though a RICO and antitrust suits would probably work for this. But the civil rights suit's the easiest thing for me to get the guy down the street's head wrapped around, you know? And that's not even easy to do. Uh, I probably know 100 people within a 10 mile square radius of me that's had their cars, houses, or boats stolen by these idiots with this stuff. And to this point, I've only found about 22 or 23 that had enough brain matter to read the law understand the codes and everything we had to do, understand the court processes, be able to write the complaint, and go run it up the flagpole, so to speak. So uh, it's not an easy thing for people to catch on to, I think.
1: So they are also charging me personal property tax. On my 2013 pickup truck that I bought back in the state of Maryland and, and paid tax when I bought it, now that it is out here, they are charging me $275 this year, and every year they will be charging me personal property tax. So what do I do about that?
2: Just what I said, you're going to have to learn how to sue these people. That's the only thing i found that works. I, I'm the only guy I know that was able to walk in there and do what I did with, with no clue what I was even doing at the time I did it. I, like I explained earlier, I just think that, that guy was a property appraiser for like 18 years. And so, I, like I said, I just don't think I was the first person to have this conversation. I think other people had figured this out and sued and all. And uh, that's why he just took it off the tax rolls, kind of trying to cut my legs out from underneath me. I guess again, I was going to go sue them for it, you know, but I had no idea what I was doing. That's the only thing i found that works. You're going to have to sue them. Talking to them doesn't do any good. They don't have a clue of what the tax code says. They're just doing what the guys before them have been doing. You have to look at the tax collector. These guys just get elected in there, and they go into an office with people who've been working there for 20, 30 years, and they just say, here's what we do, and then you sign it because you're the tax collector. That's kind of how it goes, you know? So, in other other words, in order to fix the problem, you must clearly understand what the problem is. You're dealing with massive ignorance and stupidity there, and people who just think, I don't know, that you – that 's the only thing I found that works you've got to sue them and
1: uh... well um, it says that residential property is all property improved by a structure which is used or intended to be used for residential living by human occupants and, and then it go- and, and then it goes on to say uh, something about renting uh, and um
2: leasing, letting, all that language. Well, first, the the residential is a commercial term. I don't have any residential property, okay? I just have land that I own that I live on, but it's not residential. Residential is a commercial term. That usually applies to apartment complexes, hotels, and people that are in the business of leasing, you know, property like that, you know? That's all the tax code talks about. You don't have, I don't have any residential property.
1: Yeah, uh, so my understanding about that is you're making revenue and if you're making revenue then they can tax you on it. Well, they had a real estate attorney to call me and I read this this same residential property to him where and got to the part where it talks about it, you know making money for renting and, and such and I said according to what that says my property doesn't qualify to be taxed. And he said, no, that's not true. <laughs> Your property does qualify to be taxed. And he's, he's a real estate attorney.
2: Oh, but, man, I, I, you'd be surprised conversations conversation I've had with these attorneys. I mean, because they want to claim that we don't know nothing because we didn't go to law school, And it's like, no, uh, there's no doubt the law, once again, what I said earlier, the, the communists have corrupted everything, okay? Even the Jesuit law schools do not teach these people this stuff. Um, they don't even They don't even take constitutional law in, the, in there. That's that's an elective class in law school these days. That should be the only class you take in law school in this country, you know. But they don't. Uh, this, the system is massively broke. I guess is really everyone's figured that out. I guess that's listening to this, and uh, we got to try to fix it, you know. And the, and the founding fathers gave us multiple ways to do that. They gave us the court system and the Second Amendment. Go read the federal so, papers. They make it real clear what they put that Second Amendment there for, and it wasn't for duck hunting and target practice, okay?
1: So, so uh, should I start out with a district court to sue these people?
2: I found that works the best to be in the you know, federal district court because you're not going to get a state judge to agree that their, their tax collectors are stealing from millions of people in that state, you know? They're just going to railroad you around in state court. You, got, you do better in federal court. And it's the opposite. I remember a guy I knew sued an IS, IRS agent, sued him in state court. The state court ate him alive, you know? Had he been in federal yeah. court, you'd just been getting all railroaded around, you know? Because that's kind of how these guys play that game.
0: Do you, hey, have, Jill, uh, do um, you before, you go, could... before you go firing lawsuits off, Jill, you really need to, you know, try to get to the bottom of it so that when you file a complaint, you actually have... a a reason to go in there, because if you do not have a, um, I'm trying to think of the proper term, and I'm I'm a little brain dead right this second, but um, you have to state a claim for which relief can be granted. So you have to find these uh, statutes that they're violating, and that's where you know I'm going to have to dig. I got to find these statutes where they're using. They're saying, "Hey, here's the statute that says we can tax you," and you got to tear it apart and show that it's that doesn't apply to you, and then show that to them. And then if they still insist on taxing you, then you file in district court to uh, have it resolved in court. You know, as to uh, well, what they're doing to you. Well, both, both the t- the tax
1: assessor told me that all property owners in Missouri have to pay taxes. So my question to you, Steve, is do you have a site that maybe I could go to 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 get a template I can use to file my complaint in a federal district court?
2: Well, no, I don't have any websites. And number two, that's not really the way to do it. Here's what I tell my people. When, when they're telling me they're having problems writing a the complaint, then I tell them you don't understand the issues. Once you understand all the issues, you'll have no trouble writing the complaint. To me, writing a complaint the easiest thing in the world. You just have to understand the issues. So, in other words, you need to understand your tax code and understand what laws are and what rights are. Once you get that part figured out, to me, the rest is a breeze. Yeah, but don't you
1: have to put it in a particular form
2: for well, it to well, be correctly oh. acceptable? Well, yeah, yeah, but that's all in the court rules and the litigation guides, you know, that's that's easy. And you can look at gobs of examples of what other attorneys do and how they set up the caption and an opening statement of some type and then tell who the plaintiff is, who the defendants are, and then start a statement of facts of what the, your issue is of what they're doing. And then your counts, you know, count one, two, three, four, you know. That's a basic okay. complaint layout. It's just what's in it. That's the key is how you line it up and how you how you how you lay out the issues of what's going on and why why there's a problem with it, how what they're doing is clearly unconstitutional and it's violating your right to property ownership. If they're claiming you can't have peaceful possession of that property and enjoy it unless you're paying an avalarm commercial tax on a non-commercial piece of property.
1: Yeah, and that would include personal property like your pickup truck or your car, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's being used for a taxable privilege, there's no way it can be taxed. You can't be taxed just because you own it. That's okay. impossible, otherwise it violates the whole ideology of owning property in this country. Clearly it's a, clearly okay. a substantive of right in every state constitution, and the federal constitution, 4th Amendment, 14th Amendment somewhat touches on it, but all the state constitutions are very explicit. Here in Florida's Article 1, Section 2 makes it clear you have the right to own it, enjoy it, convey it, protect it, all that neat stuff. You even have the right to acquire wealth, which means there's no way you can just owe taxes because you have a lot of money either. That's why it's funny when I hear these tards talk about tax the rich, tax the rich. There's no process in the tax code to tax you because you have money either, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay, well, let me get off because I'm sure there are many others that want to talk to you. Thank you,
0: Steve. Thank you, Tom. Hey, and before, you, before you go, you know, do, a, do some searches online. Try to, try to come up with some search terms like on Google or even Google Scholar. Okay, try to put in some search terms, and you may have to mess around with it for a while. and Try to find uh, other cases that are either you know, uh, real close or similar. And then once you have a case number, you can go on to PACER and you can download like, I don't know, 300 documents a a quarter for free. But you go in and pull down a pull down a federal lawsuit. You'll see how the how the complaint is laid out, uh, the captioning, all of that. You'll you'll have a good example of uh, how to put the paper together in order to file uh, a lawsuit.
1: In the meantime, should I still pay my taxes be- before I get all of this put into the mill?
2: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, uh, it, lo- it looks good if you're all paid up when you go into court because that's one of the first things the other side's attorneys is that you're just disgruntled. Taxpayer can't pay the taxes. That's why you're <laughs> filing the suit. So it's great if you're all okay. paid up when you file the suit. It doesn't give them anything to screw with here or delay things with their phony 12B motions to dismiss, okay. you know? So, okay. yeah, pay the taxes. no sense of putting the property in jeopardy. Take your time. It might take you years to get there, you know? Um, like I say, you've got a lot you need to understand. You need to understand the, the system, our, our legal system and how it works on paper, not what they're doing, but what the court rules, rules of evidence, all the litigation guides, all these neat things that are out there that you can, you know. As a matter of fact, it does remind me, I have a friend here that's got a nice little package for a small donation that has all the American system of law in it you'd ever need to, under, to learn the system of law, you know? So, uh, and I, well, how can I contact this friend? Well, um, you could email me. Is it cool if I give out an email address, Tom?
0: Absolutely.
2: N-A-S-A-E-L-P, like Nash, NASA, Engine Logistics and Processing, uh, at at and net. So that's
1: N-A-S-A-E-L-P at at
2: and net. I think it's just A-T-T. You don't want to put the and part in there. A-T-T dot net. Yeah, just okay, send a little and- email say you heard the deal, and I'll usually shoot you back, you know, a phone number to give, give me a call, and I'll... Give you the lowdown, you know.
1: Okay, I heard the deal of how to put my my complaint together. Is that how I should word it?
2: Um, well, it's just the uh, legal encyclopedia, uh, the litigation guides for federal and state courts. Lots of great books on property rights, property ownership. Uh, some great audio stuff. Because to, to me, when you can't li- when you can't read, listen when you can't listen, read. That's what I used to do. Say in the old in the early days, you know. So uh, there's just great stuff stuff that cost you 20 grand if you went through the normal system to get it you know
3: okay thank
0: right, well you. thank you Jill i appreciate okay. right. your call and, and another, um, another point know,
2: instead of oops, using go google hold on instead of using google or something try to go to a, a library where you have access to a fine law versus law or westlaw thing and then run your searches for stuff there you'll get do much better there than you will with a google thing you know google scholar you know
1: okay all right thanks a lot
4: bye yes, ma'am
0: Okay. Thanks, Jill. righty folks. Um, anybody that'd be interested in the archive of this, it will it will uh, be listed under uh, Richard Carey. Okay. K-A-R-Y. This is actually his show and I've hijacked it for the day. So Richard Carey, K-A-R-Y. You just look on the archives and scroll down until you come across the 6 p.m. show and you will be able to download both hours of this send it to your friends send it to your family send it to people you don't know who knows try to wake people up all right uh, that was great that was um that was really good um Jill thank you so much you really pulled a lot of stuff out and Steve uh, didn't let me down so all right we um we have Dave in Florida i think you, you this this guy might be a troublemaker i don't know let's see Dave are you there
5: uh, yeah <laughs> I am a troublemaker in Seminole County, probably not too far from you.
2: Right next door? Yep.
0: Yeah. I, um, I lived in uh, Altamont Springs. My parents owned a home there. Um, you know, I, I moved to Florida when I was a kid. We lived down near Coral Springs, and then they bought a home in uh, Altamont, which is right on the uh, outskirts of yep. Orlando, and I loved it. It was great.
5: Fantastic. Well, you know, my mom uh, has a house in uh, here in Winter Springs, and um, the house itself is in a it's in an LLC, but the title still is in her name, and she still has to pay taxes on that. So will this work um, for someone who's on the title? I'm a national now, so I'm not you know I'm I'm not on any of those.
2: What will what work? I mean I don't I'm not sure I understand what uh, you're in asking terms the LC- of,
5: in terms. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of um, stop paying taxes for
2: the property well, that
5: she's
2: in. Well, the way it works, is you can't be a taxpayer and you can't owe it taxes because you own property, okay? Right. So if it's on the tax rolls, it's probably there illegally. And that's a crime and there's a constitutional right violation. It's an interference with your happiness and enjoyment of your property, wouldn't you think? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, but um, wouldn't it apply that if it's an LLC, then. He is actually a corporate entity, so therefore he is a person under the law, and the property being a uh, a privileged ownership would that affect that? Do you think?
2: No, no. I mean, I got case law that says corporations can own property. A lot of times when you see some of these assessments, though, well, even in the Florida Revenue Code, it talks about property that's not being doesn't bear fruit or doesn't bear crops, how it's exempt from the taxes for that year. Okay. That's I mean, great. if, they, if it does it, that's a commercial side, does that, then how can it be on the private side where there is no, no returns, there's no assessment, you're not even a taxpayer, there's no cash register at the door, there's no rolling stock, no inventory, all this stuff that the tax code talks about? That's all the tax code talks about. It's business stuff. It doesn't say anything about the average, everyday man and property he owns. It can't, and it doesn't because, because it can't. That's why it's not there. Like I said, there's a reason why they don't teach it to you. I have friends in Canada and England, and they do teach them the tax code, because those are socialist countries. Everyone there does pay into the, you know, the TV stuff and other government services to where everybody are taxpayers in those countries. This is the only country on the earth that you just can't be a taxpayer because you're live, you've got a job, and you own someplace to sleep and, and eat at, okay?
5: Right. And then, uh, wh- how does the elodeal title uh, feed in- fit in- into any of this?
2: Well, that's the only way you can own property in this country, is a loyal.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: If you have a title to it, it's a loyal property. That's You own it a loyally. That's what the Revolutionary War was fought over. Um, back then, everyone lived on the king's property, and they paid feudal fees to the king just because you were on his property. That's the main reason why I said we've got to get away from that. If you own the property, you're king. You're the sovereign king of your little land there. You're the law. You're everything there, you know?
5: Right. And even if the title, you know, is, is then placed into an LLC, it still doesn't matter, because... You, no,
2: no, yeah, unless there's, a, yeah. As long, if there's no evidence of the taxable privilege there, it has no business being on the tax rolls. Right, okay, and... Uh, don't, the but, only problem you would have with an LCC is the court rules are clear that you'd have to have an attorney, so that's why I don't... And Plus, really, the sovereign always wants it in your name. That's what gives you the power of that property ownership. It's in your name. That's what... That's that's where a lot of your rights come from, is having that property in this country. You know what I mean? You're a property owner.
5: Got it. Okay. And how do I get started on something like this? Because I, you know, I just became a national about a year and a half ago, and I'm still learning quite a bit on that. But I'm not of a legal mindset, so it kind of breaks my head a little bit. And, um, you know, I read a lot of information, but I don't always retain it. So... I'm looking to find out, you know, step-by-step how I can get started with something like this.
2: Well, you get access to law and start reading it. Kind of what I told the woman earlier. Just get access to the legal, in, the legal encyclopedias. American Jurisprudence, Corpus Juris or Condom. Uh, there's Valentine's There's several other companies that do a basically a, a like legal encyclopedia. Same thing if you were in the business of selling and buying airplanes. You're probably gonna have an airplane encyclopedia. So some guy calls you up with some 1939 airplane. You don't even have to know what it is. While you're on the phone, you probably look it up, see what it is. They'll tell you everything you want to know about it. How many of them there were? How many were made? Who used it? Was it military? Was it cargo? Was it passenger stuff? And, you know, anything you want to know about how far it flew on a, on a tank load of gas? Anything you want to know. So you almost have to have the same thing. Or a history teacher, he's going to have a history encyclopedia. Maybe you specialize in just, a you know, civil war. So you have a civil war encyclopedia that tells you everything you want to know about every battle that was fought, how many guys were lost, how whatever went on, you know, well who lost, who won. I mean that's how you that's how you learn things. You just get access to it and start reading it. And read it over and over till you start understanding it. That's so what I used to do in my early days, is read it whatever it was, whether a, a manual for a synthesizer, an airplane, whatever I was dealing with, I just take things home and keep reading it, read it until I understood all the parts of it I needed to so I could do what I had to do with it, right?
5: Yeah, no, I think it's about acquiring a mindset on it and once you do, then uh it, it may come
2: easier. I, that's how it works with anything, I think. You know. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I like how you. I like your definition, uh, Steve. It's a. Uh, uh, it's a manual on the constitution. It's a manual on your rights. I like. I like that. Uh, I, I call it the,
2: the American owners manual. You know.
0: Yeah, owners manual. Yes.
2: And so. nobody hardly ever reads it. I mean, my, even if I have fun with the pigs. I know I'll be like well, I guess I shouldn't call them pigs, but I call them pigs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I go up, like, hey, what's Article One, Section 9 of the State Constitution or something? I go, well, how can you take a note to it if you if, if you never read it before? I mean, how can you be law enforcement when you don't know anything about the law?
0: Yeah, and I think they should how have how to take
2: tests. How they kind of look at you with a stupid, evil eye, because they're just doing what they learn in their block training and what they're taught, what they're told to do. That's, that's, that's why we got this police state going on. These guys ain't reading any of this stuff. I remember a friend of mine who was about 10 years ago was on probation. I was over his house. Probation officers happened to show up. And so I'm sitting there talking to this woman, and uh, I was asking her questions. Did you take the oath to the Constitution? Yeah, well, yeah, I had to to get the job. Well, gee, what parts of it do you think allows you to do what you're doing? And she didn't know. I was like, did you ever read it? Well, no, I just had to take the oath to get the job. That's pretty much most public servants. That's all they know about the oath they're taking is they just take an oath to it. They don't mean they had to read it, you know? Absolutely, I yeah, should have I'm, to take I'm a
5: test because because I'm a national and I'm already I, I've severed ties with the IRS. If the house is in is, is in my name, if I switch it over and, and I'm on the title, if I'm able to go to the county courthouse and notify them of, of such with an affidavit, and that might get me off the property uh, rolls.
2: Well, well, I don't know. I mean, you can try it, I guess. Uh...
5: Okay. Um, That's something to get get me started on and, and see how how that works
2: well, I've always kind of found it nice not to really throw your hand It'd be like the Japanese telling that you know we're coming to bomb Pearl Harbor next Sunday, you know you want that right. i like the I like it to where you know you just don't say nothing to them, don't ask them any questions, just do your studies, learn your stuff, get a fluent understanding of what you got to do, and then just go do it, kind of surprise them, you know, hit them out yeah. off the left left flank with it. Because I've had too many people who've been yanking with these guys for years and years and years, and then we file the suit, and you can see you get a lot of kerbuff them because they really don't believe this guy understands what he's doing, you know? That's why you need to understand it yourself. Because once they understand someone's doing the paperwork for you, then they're just going to railroad you around because you don't know what to do. You don't know how to make objections to it there in a hearings and things like that, to once again set an appellable record. So uh, you kind of got to know what you're doing, and uh just like flying an airplane. You gotta know what you're doing, you know. You just don't wanna learn how to take off and then get up in the air and go, Hey, how how do I land? You know? I mean I just shoot you down, you know. You had no business getting in the plane doing that. I'd wanna know how to take off, navigate the destinations and land the plane safely without wrecking a nice plane and killing myself. That's how we do this. You
0: Alrighty, thanks, Dave. Go. We got a uh, we have a break coming up and we'll be back in five minutes, folks, and we have another caller after that. Uh, just hold on, we're it's gonna get better.
6: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
7: Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge, and I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability, which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at Marine, Ltd at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number six oh two seven nine nine eight two one four. 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday
6: can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers 3d bunkers uses polymer concrete which is five times stronger than regular cement youtube 3d and watch the video the creators of 3d bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world and we need to protect our way of life without living in fear contact brad at 3d for more details or visit 3d
7: I want old sweet
0: love You raise my host and you raise the odds. You told me that I treat you too
7: much now. I'm in I want some time And
0: this all do I don't believe you anymore All right so we are back with the uh second half uh, second half of the second hour So we have about Thirty, maybe twenty-five minutes of uninterrupted talking. So we are going to go to our next caller. You know that the uh, the song that they played earlier um, reminded me of, of Curtis Mayfield. Is that I don't know what your music was, um, you know what era of music you had, Steve. But the da- I don't know if you heard that uh, bumper music on the uh, before the la- other break, previous break, but um, sure sounded like Curtis Mayfield. <laughs>
2: Hmm, I'm not real familiar with him.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: I was uh, a Led Zeppelin guy, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Houses of the Holy and
2: Emerson, Lake oh, yeah. Palmer. Yeah, Jethro <laughs> tall, Jeff Beck. I'm going down the list. Boston. Those are kind of. It's Kansas. I love Kansas.
0: Yeah, that guy. You know, when I when I if I uh, if I let my hair go wild when I was still a redhead, it would look just like his. It was. I was just absolutely crazy. You know, you, but you mean uh, the
2: big ugly guy.
0: Yeah, the guy with the big, bushy, red, curly hair.
2: Yeah, the violin <laughs> player guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But yeah, I yeah, know he was talk. the
0: singer. The singer was, uh, well, I think there was two of them. I think they were brothers.
2: And yeah. um, Steve Walsh yeah. was the main singer of the band, and the other guy, I forget his name, but he sang some things, but it's mainly Steve yeah. Walsh was the main singer, and he was kind of a linky guy, played the Hammond organ most of the time, Steve, uh, Steve Walsh. He was the main singer.
0: Not Joe's brother, is it? Joe Walsh.
2: <laughs> no, no no, <laughs> no, no relation, I don't believe. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and uh, some great music, man. You know, so, and uh, some of this stuff they got, you know, even some of the new stuff I like, but, you know, it's, there's not a whole lot of it. So, anyway, we have um, Max from New York. Uh, he's going to um, have a couple questions for you, hopefully. And, Max, are you there? You're on with Steve
4: oh yeah i'm I'm here I, I tuned in late you know there's so much I want to say, but I can I can hear the intimidation I don't know what to do because I was in the same position like twenty years ago and you get the resolve that I don't want a lawyer. you just you got to learn to do this yourself. I got this course called Jurisdictionary, and you learn to go into the courtroom and represent yourself. But one key point I wanted to make, and I'll, 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 I'll post information in this under this blog in your archive. When you hire a lawyer you're, or an attorney, you're considered a ward of the court, which means you're now non-compos mentis, which means they can basically do whatever they want with you. So now we have a nation being run by lawyers. So basically we're a nation of wards and they pretty much lawyers expect you to be stupid, which is a typical Jewish narcissist mindset that most Gentiles are going to sit, stand there and go, I plead guilty and they'll pay the fine because they just don't want to deal with it. And I'm saying, no, I can't do that no more. I have to, I have to, uh, test everything and I have to push back even if I don't have a lawyer even if I don't know what I'm doing I used to throw myself into court cases just to see what what it was about. I did that a couple times and I actually did pretty good for somebody who didn't really know what they were doing. I think when you go into the courtroom without a lawyer it slows everything down. They're spending more money on lawyers and You have to take control of your mind, which is mind control, which is government. I'm more about the philosophical spirit of the law approach. I mean, I could go into the courtroom and tell the the prosecutor standing next to me, you're you're bearing false witness. Do you have a claim against me? And they go, no, judge, you got a claim against me. Anybody in the courtroom got a claim. Everybody says no. And then I go, what are we doing here? So I take a more philosophical approach. I don't do the gold fringe flag. One good question to ask a lawyer is, can you show me that law? And I'm telling you, I've done this. I've I've foiled for the property tax law. They never answer me. Because I've looked four times down the New York State property tax code books. And there's exemptions. I want to get to that. And I framed it. Can you show me the property tax law that makes me responsible and liable for paying the property tax, anything properly passed and properly enacted, can you please show me that? And they will never, and I, I asked 20 Jewish lawyers, this. I'm like, you're real estate, you're real estate lawyers, right? You should be at your fingertips. This should be like the first thing you should know. And you're not answering me. So you kind of, I don't want to do the homework. I want them to show me the law. You said there's a Holocaust. Show me there's the Holocaust. And now there's exemptions. If you go to Black's Law's fifth edition and you go to homesteading exemption, you have to declare it. So you have to learn to make declarations in your life. That's that's it. I'm staking my claim. This is it. You know, are you going to challenge me or not?
0: Uh, You can always always file a sworn affidavit and say, you know, put in there that uh, to the best of belief and knowledge, uh, I cannot determine, I do not, I've determined that I am not liable for any of your property taxes. If I am in error, please notify me immediately. Otherwise, I will be, uh, you know, refraining from any more donations to your uh, poverty fund. Right.
4: there's, There's so many different kinds of approaches, but to not do anything is the worst thing. Start asking questions like, show me the law. I've never, they never. Show me the law for such and such police station foils, right? And I did three, three of the same foils just to show I'm doing due process. I'm asking the question. You're not showing me the law that specifically established this police station, um, anything in writing, properly passed, properly enacted, and they can't. Cause it's all part of the jewish organized crime syndicate the bar association is jewish organized crime and jews are a separate nation and they cannot legally pass laws for america they do it we go along with it they send the bill you pay the bill but there's no law because they can't show me i'm like well i asked 20 of you guys 20 of you 300 an hour lawyers you gotta know See, I'm I'm cocky and street level about like, you know, show me guys, let's see what you got. You know, you're messing with the street dude. I'm not like I don't try to go in and be a lawyer. I'm just going in and talking to people in a way that the jury's gonna understand me. That's I don't want to try to sound like a lawyer, you know, like my brother is a sovereign. He's not a sovereign, he's a drunk. He's trespasses, he steals, he's just abusing the legal system. I know i'm rambling but i wanted to bring up some points about how it's really hard for people to get into this stuff because we're not used to it first of all we're not taught any of this most people can't even keep keep their word on a handshake you know one, one quick thing, I'll, give, I'll give you i'll give you you have to study words too you know liable or responsible you got to frame it a certain way if you look at the 16th amendment it says congress shall have the power to lay and collect the income tax Shall is not binding. The whole sixteenth amendment means nothing. That's my interpretation. Shall means it's pending. We're thinking about it. It's not like we're definitely gonna have to take you know, tax you and if you don't pay the tax, we're gonna have to take your house. And they're not saying any of that. They're saying, Well, we shall have the, right, you know, and they kind of do their Congress. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. But uh, okay. I don't know questions. I-, I tuned in late. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to this because this gentleman sounds like he's got a little more knowledge. I mean, I do go into the courtroom and hammer the lawyers and they can't wait to get me out of there. Cause I've come up with legal, I- I'm developing my own system of legal jujitsu. Cause we don't really have time for all this paperwork and all this nonsense. I don't want to go to appellate court. Once a judge or a lawyer violates my rights now, I print up the the, the grievance. I drop it off with the police notarized. I I got a notary. She helps me. She won't charge me. Hey,
0: Max. We're running out of time, and I got four people waiting. Do you have a specific question for him?
4: Um. Not yet because I tuned in late. But suddenly, Let me go okay. back and I'd like to get this gentleman's number. And we should do another show like this. I mean, if we did shows like this, you know, every day. On the, I, personally, I'd rather talk about music. I don't have a question now, gentlemen. Thank you for giving me platform.
7: Okay. You, did you hear
0: RPN. his email address? That where you could contact him. N a n a s a e l p is in Peter at a t t dot net.
2: Is that like Emerson Lake and Palmer? Exactly, yeah. like Emerson yep. Lincoln Palmer. Actually, it was in logistics uh, FCA, and processing, Lake, but three? I yeah. ELP fan. I just make it EL, you know, Emerson Lincoln and
0: and, Palmer. And, and I'm the lucky man who got him to come on the show.
2: So right on. <laughs> right. I mean, if you don't have property, you have, you have no place to park your car.
4: That you don't. you, have, you We right. drive without licenses. You see, uh, uh, everything is property ownership. Gentlemen, thank you. Have a good night.
0: You too, buddy. Thank you for calling. Okay, we have uh, Mike in Kentucky. Uh, go ahead, Mike.
2: Well, yeah, I was. Uh, I thought I was going to be put on about you know a few minutes ago, but it, it, it doesn't matter. It would, yeah, again, repeat like contact info, uh, whatever you're giving out as far as how to find your materials or writings.
0: Okay, well, you can contact Steve at right. NASA N A S A E L P like Emerson Lake and Palmer at uh, att dot net. N-A-S-A-E-L-P at A-T-T dot net. Send him an email. Uh, tell him that you're interested in uh, getting the training or the educational material that he talked about, and I'm sure he will get back to you.
2: Yeah, I've been uh, following uh, what, you know, is called the Patriot Movement or the Sovereign Citizens Movement, and I think uh, you got
0: to kind hey, Stay out, away from but, the Sovereign Citizen, movement. Uh, exactly. That's Absolutely. what I was going to say. you got to be careful with that word around the badge, man, because they've been... Yep given seminars. Well, have, you, have you listened to Roger Sales? You know who he is.
2: Yeah, I've heard a lot. I'm a uh, fairly frequent listener, but uh, the reason I want you to repeat that is there's a lot of folks that listen to this network that are kind of off the grid. Yeah. maybe they're listening okay. on their phone.
0: and if you're know. and if you're interested in more information about Roger Sales and the national um, uh, identity. Give me uh, send me an email Tom at republicbroadcasting dot org and I'll send you the six hours of shows that I did with him personally on RBN and you can listen to those and I'll send you a link to um to uh, his daily show Tom guys, at republicbroadcasting yeah. dot org. You guys on TLB Talk as well or? Yeah yeah I'm the project administrator for TLB Talk I'm Spy Tom.
2: Yeah yeah I'm uh, operating under okay. uh, TV Ten Mike so. Okay, hey, you, well, you know,
0: one sorry. way or another, reach out to me, reach out to Steve, we'll take care of it.
2: Yeah, what I did want to say is, have you looked into doing things like a vow of poverty and setting up a... Uh, Why whatever?
0: bother? Why bother when they don't have the right to tax you?
2: I just know people have done that,
0: and they have... They Yeah, they oh, no, I know, I do too. In. Yeah, I know people that are, own a church and things like that. But, you know, even then, you said you've been in the Patriot Movement all these years, and me too. I've been in it since eighty. And all these things that they came up and, you know, were trying to say, oh, this is what does it. And this is what does it. And this guy's saying this. I, I just I dismissed it all. OK. And right. it was all garbage until I ran into Roger. And once I heard Roger, it just clicked. And it, it was yeah. absolutely, in my opinion, is the the true answer to this whole mess. Yep. So and then right. what Steve's putting out is another answer to the property tax and, uh, you know, other issues in that area. So, actually, for any kind of tax. So, All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, well, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of time left, so I've got uh, like three more callers. Uh, anything else, Mike? I
2: have a thought. I have a thought. Um, once okay. again, I ask people when they tell me about these, oh, you need to get a land patent and do all this stuff, and, or do follow this paper. I can't find nothing the Constitution says that I have to cloud up the title to my property to keep my public service from violating my rights. Excellent. These people are violating your rights, and you go after them for it. I personally like hanging them. So I think that's, screw the paperwork, just hang them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's no different than your yourself. neighbor coming over and busting your windows out, or, or stealing your car, or anything like that.
2: Or acting under color of an authority to strong-arm me, threaten me to pay Intimidate something I don't you. know. I mean, I don't. I have a dim view on that, you know?
0: Yeah, intimidation is what they use the best, I think. So, okay, uh, you Thank you, Mike. I don't know if you're still there or not, but I appreciate your call. And now we got Thomas in Florida. How's it going down there?
3: Uh, good. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I was involved back in though, 2007, 2008 here in Florida where we were trying to get the uh, 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 an initiative. we call, It was called Florida Ballot Initiative. We wanted to make it illegal to charge property taxes in Florida. And you know, without going into details, it got sabotaged. It was very welcomed by many people, but it was a, it was strangely sabotaged, and all kinds of stuff happened, including death threats. Turns out that one of the reasons we did it was I live in Fort Lauderdale, and we have a newspaper here called the Sun Sentinel, and it, we, one of our one of our spiel's was there was a uh, an uh, uh, article, and it says some cities get by without paying residents, uh, prop, without paying property taxes. And it goes on to say that 26 Florida cities and towns don't have property taxes because they decided they didn't want them. And uh, one of them was Panama City Beach. I think since then they may have gotten some kind of taxes going there on property. But anyhow, in Florida, I don't know if you know it, but the state of Florida, from what we understood was that Florida does not require property taxes, the state, at the state level nor does it prohibit it. All taxes seem to originate at the municipal level. In other words, the county decides they're going to charge you, or a town inside the county, they're the ones who initiate it. And the state of Florida's got some rules and regulations and, you know, statutes or whatever concerning taxes, but they're not the originator. And as far as they're concerned, you know, you don't have to charge them. And, yeah,
0: that's the same way it is here in Texas. Uh, it's, um, it's all set up by the state, uh, the county, rather. Well, yeah. well
2: it's, all based, it's all based off the state revenue code, and it allows the counties to collect this Avalorum tax on property that is legally able to be Avalorum taxed, the Avalorum duties. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. The tax code's wonderful. The problem is nobody's reading it. No one's forcing these people to do what the tax code only says they're allowed to do, what it's limited to. Only commercial properties, the only thing they collect a the property tax on strip malls, office buildings seven uh, elevens you know mcdonald 's airports, disney world you know that 's the kind of stuff, not your home or any, i don 't care if you own forty or fifty acres. If all you do is eat, sleep, and screw there there 's no way you 're going to owe a tax on that it 's a right to own it and have happiness and enjoyment of it that 's what the Constitution says. Gobs of cases, court cases over the last two hundred years have clearly backed that up. So first you have to understand what taxation is. Then it's easier to go after them for it. So you can't just kind of go in there guessing at it or say, oh, we just want to wipe out property taxes. They can't. The Constitution doesn't have a process to do that. You just have to make sure they're only taxing the property if they're legally allowed to tax
0: And that takes some research to find out exactly what they're allowed to tax and what they're not.
2: Like I say, it's pretty simple. I kind of just laid out what they're allowed to tax, you know. But they can't just tax my property because I own it. Nothing on paper allows them to do that.
3: Do do you think that it would be possible for a a whole group of people in Florida to basically have a class, like a class action suit in the federal court demanding that... uh, the uh, state of Florida cease and desist, uh, basically taxing our uh, our domiciles, our
2: homes. Our, well, you know, our, uh... I died. well, really, the Constitution wouldn't allow you to do that. Every man has to do his own thing. So you just get everybody to file suits on their properties. That's better if they've dismissed the class action, then you're done. But if you've got 30 or 20 or 10 people doing uh, suits like that, it's going to be real hard for them to sabotage all of them, you know?
0: For 10,000.
2: Well, if you get there, yeah, good luck with that. I have a hard time just getting the guy across the street to get it. A lot of my friends do pretty well. They make money, so it's not a big deal to them. I, the, the people that don't do well or have problems paying it, that's the people that I get their attention, you know?
3: Yep. Well, well down here in Fort Lauderdale, we got people that are paying 30000 90000 60000 a year on their houses. I mean, admittedly, they're expensive houses, but that's the kind of money they're shelling out.
2: yeah, and, uh, yeah. And- And there's nothing that allows them to collect that money.
3: Right. Well, just as a side, in Texas, I don't know if you remember, but a lady named Deborah Medina, who was running for governor, I want to say back in 2010 or whenever, I don't know, she wanted to abolish property taxes. And, boy, they attacked her. I'll tell you what. Everyone went after her, including Alex Jones. (laughs) <laughs> for some
2: reason, well, well, like I say, you can't abolish it, okay? It, it is a process so government can fund itself. It's just what property that they're limited to, and it's laid out in every tax code of what the tax code is, applies to. First, you have to be a taxpayer, and you can't just be a taxpayer because you managed to buy some land, okay, and live on it, or I don't care if you just build your own private racetracks on it so you can just ride your go-karts or something. That's your right to happiness and enjoyment of the property. There's no way there can be a tax on it for that. So the key is understanding what taxation is. That's what you gotta get clear on. And just and there's gobs of great court cases and the the tax manuals they have here are really good. Some of the best case law I found that supported my action came out of some of the these crazy little, you know, property appraiser and tax collector manuals that I was reading.
0: Yeah, a lot of people get mixed up. They misquote. They say we have the right to life, liberty, and happiness, but it's not. It's life, liberty, and property. Because without property, you're you are not free.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I don't think I, we have I, that property I think that's free.
0: you know yeah. But owner property ownership is basically what what dis, uh, distinguished the free man from the slave. You know, back in the day.
2: True. So,
0: all right, um, Thomas. I thank you very much. You have anything else?
3: Well, yeah, no, just one more thing. I mean, the whole term property tax is almost an oxymoron because if it's truly property, which is a right, then, in, 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 of course, the ultimate outcome, if you don't pay the tax, they can take it from you. How do you actually have ownership? How do you have property? I mean, the whole idea of taxing anything that you own should
2: well, be completely well, actually, the tax against the a-
3: Constitution.
2: Well, that's another misnomer. The tax code, and all the tax codes I've read, they can only levy just enough property to pay the taxes. So they can't even take the whole property. But when it's a commercial property, like, say, farmland, they'll take a couple acres to pay the taxes, but they don't take the whole farm or the whole ranch. That's the issue well, I had here with what they do do.
3: Well, that might be their right. loophole also, because if you don't pay your taxes, and they basically sell your property off,
2: bottom line
3: will, is they, they satisfy the tax and hand you back what's left.
2: And nothing allows them to do that. The tax code doesn't have a process. They can only levy just enough property to pay the taxes. Got hundreds of IRS cases where some idiot IRS agent went to small and ball business, he was eighteen thousand dollar deficiency. They took like a hundred thousand dollar bank account. Then the lawyers get into it and everything, and eventually the court made the IRS give him his eighty two thousand dollars. He can only take just the eighteen thousand. They can't take the whole bank account, you know? But these idiots will do what they can get away with, you know. That's how they've always done it. So what, but that is more evidence has got nothing to do with your property at all. I mean, if they had to apply that to your house, say, in a subdivision, whether you do, sell, sell 10 square feet of your front yard or a bedroom or bathroom off? There's no way to even title that. I couldn't even title that. I couldn't even sell you a bedroom here in my house. Most I could do is just put you on the title and, I guess, make some kind of clause that, yeah, if I die, he owns the bedroom, which I don't know how that would work for the next guy that buys the house and you come along with it. Like I say, when you start looking at the process and what they're doing, What they're doing makes no sense with what the tax code says they can do.
0: All right, Thomas, i got to run. Thank you very much. Um, I'm hoping to have uh, Steve back again. We have another caller. I want to try to get to him before the show is over. So um, thanks very much. If you need any more information, just email Steve at the uh, N-A-S-A-E-L-P at ATT.net, and uh, I'm sure he will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you very much. All right, we got our last caller, which is Lark. Hello, Lark. I haven't talked to you in a long time.
8: Well, howdy Jen? first, uh, I want to thank you for having this, this, uh, this dude on. Uh, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. first was introduced to Internet radio, we had a lot more people like this gentleman that were' talking as legal beagles, and uh, so I appreciate it because they seem to be fewer and fewer, far between anymore. But I want to remind the listeners that we just have uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor just passed. And back in the 80s, when uh, she was the first woman uh, appointed to the Supreme Court, you could look it up, do a search. She talked about the, uh, the fact that they were increasingly, the court that is, was increasingly looking to international law in their uh, decisions in terms of forming their decisions. Then you have the example of uh, Antonin Scalia, who was invited to uh, join the faculty of groups like the uh, the Institute of American and Talmudic Law. And uh, then when I first came online in 2004, uh, in those next several years, I was interested in the law, and so I started looking at the law reviews. Uh, at, for example, uh, Brigham Young University. Then I discovered a, g- a gentleman by the name of Harold Berman, who uh, who taught American law students for sixty years, forty of them in Harvard. He was called a Soviet legal expert. And so, then I stumbled upon a woman in 2012 named um, Robin Eubanks, who's a a, a, a securities attorney from Atlanta, Georgia and uh through it all and there's other people that i could name i
0: discovered all right lark i gotta i gotta let you go man we're up against the uh the end of the hour thank you um uh sorry we didn't get your whole call in but um, we'll have steve back again and uh hopefully soon thank you everybody please don't forget donate to rbn we need your support and we'll see you next time i'm not sure when i'll be back but we'll let uh, uh richard will let you know when i'm going to take his show again have a good night. Have a good holiday. Thank you as much, everybody. Steve, thank you very much. Are
5: you one of the
7: Free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash
6: RBN. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.